Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I'm the sidekick Dylan Waugh. I'm the Dylan Waugh to Ken's Campbell. Wait a minute. We've become our own metaphor. As season three is beginning, hockey is back. Can't wait to talk about it. Stick around. We're going to be talking about Connor Bedard, some hot starts, and of course, more news and notes around the NHL. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. I'm 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 keeping it there. I'm pretty happy with it. Nice. Yeah, good it's work. good, right? Yep. Yeah. Just a second. <clears throat> I have to clear my throat. All right. Okay. Ken. Yes. How are you? As I've always said, any better and I'd want to be twins. Oh. Did you just so, get an email or something? No, I didn't get an okay. email. Yeah. No. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, what a great line. Just never gets old. It doesn't. No. But more importantly, Ken. <laughs> yeah, more importantly. And getting, how are you? Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. No, really. No, no. But like how really, how are really, you? how are you? I'm trying to set like you up for the, the first part of our, beyond of our the, podcast. Beyond the, um, beyond the pleasantries. Be, now, we're, now we're getting real. We're getting sounds beyond like, the pale. Sounds here. like we're getting real. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. Or as they say yeah. when, when, when the two of us record a podcast, a, a whiter shade of pale. <laughs> a whiter shade of white. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, so doing great. I'm. I'm. Uh, this summer was interesting for me. I think it, it was. Uh, it was more. It was kind of a transformative summer for me. Yeah. Uh, this is our first podcast since when? Since like draft, free agency. I don't. Like, we didn't do draft and free agency this year. I think we did. I thought we did. Did we? Okay. Anyways, well, yeah. So around, like, it's been... I've been hit in the head. It's so. yeah, Yes, you have. <laughs> That's another story. No, but it's been a couple of months. It's yeah. been a... It's been a... It's been a few... A few minutes. It's been a spell. It's been a few minutes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think that that was really important for me. I didn't write much this summer. Yeah. I didn't want to do the podcast. I wanted to kind of detach myself a little bit because... Um, you know, I mean, it's mostly been, from our toxic relationship, but ex- go on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I it just, um, it's, it's been an interesting couple of years for me, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my craft. Um, and, uh, I think this summer, like I, I was, uh, I was terminated, I guess you could say, uh, by the hockey news in 2021, mm-hmm. summer of 2021. And I think it was just this summer summer of 2023 where I really started to feel comfortable with my new reality. Yeah. And, and I think I needed some of that time off to, to, to distance myself from it. Yeah. Which I did. And now I'm, I think I'm in a much better place in that respect. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot, I'm a lot easier. It's a lot easier for me to accept where I am in my career and, and that now than it was. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of needed that this summer to do that. And so as a result, I mean, I'm, I'm still, you know, I still write a freelance stuff. I, I still freelance for the hockey news. I still do occasional stuff for the Toronto star. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm still going to do, we're going to do the podcast every week. I'm still going to write occasionally for hockey unfiltered, not as much as I was. Um, and sort of, it's time to kind of pull things back a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do some other things. I probably will, I'll, you know, I got a couple of book ideas in my head and, you know, I want to get better at pickleball. I never will, but I, I want to do that. I want to, 
I, I you know, I want to do some some stuff that I've had on a bucket list that I've had for a while. Um, you know, want to do a little more volunteer work. So it's 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 uh, it's all about balance, right? So I'm I, I find after two years, after two, I would have to say very difficult years of um finding my place mm-hmm. and and dealing with everything that comes with not leaving on your own terms mm-hmm. uh I, i'm i'm kind of back i'm i'm there i'm there and so things shift a little bit okay so my my <clears throat> main concern is that those two years those two difficult years it it was just coincidence that that was the years that we became friends and and didn't contribute to the difficulty um well let's put it this way it didn't I, help. I was so desperate for someone to just <laughs> like see value in me that I I clung to you. Yeah. 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 That's mostly why why people cling to me. <laughs> yeah. Boy, if 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 my wife's boss ever starts, you know, giving her her credit, then I'm just screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I uh I was I wrote about this on Hockey Unfiltered and I got a lot of good supportive comments and somebody said, yeah, I'm really glad to hear you're, uh, you're going to still do the podcast. I, you know, I, I really, you know, I really miss hearing you and, and maybe Dylan a little to bit. To a lesser too. extent. A little bit. He said yeah. Dylan a little bit. So yeah. there you go. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, I, I made it in. So <laughs> I think also the end result is that I think, you know, part of it is, you know, I'm not going to be chasing down, you know, things like, who's playing on the fourth line in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, so if we're even more off. Peter Holland. Of, so, yeah, yeah. No, I think he's in the AHL right now. K- Kyler Yamamoto, I think is one of them. But, oh, that's oh, no, right, that's yeah. Seattle. That's Seattle, Colorado. I can't remember. Anyways, but it, it, it will be more, I think we'll be more bigger picture stuff we'll be talking about rather than, you know, what's wrong with the Anaheim Ducks? Or whatever, nothing after last night. They Carolina six <laughs> three, and they're and Frankie Vitrano had three goals. But um, you know, it, it'll be more bigger picture stuff, I would say. And not even to mention uh, my boy Logan Cooley, who I said that Montreal should have drafted. Yeah, got a goal point. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for Logan Cooley. Pavel Mint- Mintikov, that is a guy to look out for Rookie of the Year too. Well. For second place and rookie of the year, um, yeah, it does seem kind of sewed up. Defenseman for Anaheim uh, played in the OHL for Sarnia and Ottawa. Um, I think he'll he'll make a run for it too. So, so immediately after saying we won't be, you know, bringing you the in depth, detailed coverage, we immediately mention uh, three or four things that, um, yeah, okay, no, that's cool, yeah. Basically, what Ken's trying to say, the point is, is that if you thought we were unprofessional before. Wait till you hear us now. Wait till you hear us now. Yep. But more importantly, and I think that this is where it kind of comes down to, is that we're going to basically just lean into this being a podcast that is us having fun talking about things that we want to talk about. Exactly. And so if that that, means that it's... It's kind of always been that, like, to be be clear, it's kind of always been been that way, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we felt that we felt the need to try to bring other stuff into the mix, right? Right, right. and and now we may or may not feel that need, right? But uh, yeah, speaking of which, 
I've been making an effort this this season to watch uh, other hockey leagues other than the NHL. Okay. So I have watched a KHL game. Okay. Swiss League game. Mm-hmm. And a couple U Sport games and a couple NCAA games. And you're never getting that time back that you watched a KHL game. It's actually a good game. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was a pretty good game. And besides, I was in English class at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, we got to tell people. Okay. So you you have a lot of life changes going on, too. I do have a lot of life yeah, changes going yeah. on. Yeah, Dylan is going to college. Dylan goes to college. Back to school. Back to school. Yeah. Give me a call when you have no class. I'll tell you. If you get that line, you have seen that movie. <laughs> um, oh, my nieces. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, it, I definitely feel like that Steve Buscemi uh, yeah. thing where I'm just like walking down the hallway like, hello, fellow children. You know? <laughs> what do you think of the popular music these days? You know? <laughs> so Dylan has gone back to school for uh, a diploma and uh, health and fitness, health and fitness sciences, or something like that. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. would basically it it would draft into kinesiology, right? So my two year diploma would be the first two years of kinesiology program. I, I would see. transfer okay. into that. Okay, yeah. so Dylan, uh, if you knew Dylan prior to his transformation this summer, <laughs> to to suggest that he would have that health and fitness would have <laughs> ever been two words that would have been um, used. Around him would have been laughable, but he's just downright friggin' svelte now. Well, the trouble is that they didn't have a coffee and donuts class. Ah, they didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do yeah. do police foundations. Yeah. Pow! Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So yeah, so there's another reason why we're we're just doing this for fun now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. Um, for those that don't know, I and I don't I don't broadcast it for. Very obvious reasons. But I'm a high school dropout. And it's hilarious because I've been like really, really buckling down and, and focusing and, and, and stuff mm-hmm. and answering questions in class and being the keener and all the rest of it. And, and, and I had some, some kids ask to see my notes. They were like, how do you take these notes? And they want to see my... And so I showed them my notes on my computer. And I was like, why do you want to see a high school dropout's notes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been, uh, but it's been a, a different experience. Good. And let me Good. tell you, I've learned something. I've learned that if I apply myself, I can make it to a solid B minus. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been good. And, uh, and of course... Did, did you, do you, do you have English class as well, right? In this? I do. Yeah. Do they help you straighten out your Longfellow? That's from back to school as well. Nice. Got got him. Yeah. <laughs> what to say? I haven't seen Back to School in forever, and I feel like it's I, I need hilarious. to rewatch it. Well, I do love Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Um, I was walking through. Oh, that hurt. I was walking through uh, a sport check to get a pair of shoes, and there's all the shoes. That, and I don't know if you noticed that all these shoes are all bright colors these days: orange and neon green and neon pink, and it's they're all these bright colors these days. And all I could think of was that line from uh, Caddyshack. Where Rodney, what, you got a free bowl of soup with that? Yeah. With this hat? Oh, no, it looks good on you, though. Yeah, he goes, He goes. wow, I'll tell you, this is the ugliest hat I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And then he turns around and sees a guy wearing it and says, oh, but you. it looks good on you, though. Looks good on you, though. And I was thinking what, that, you got a free bowl of soup with this hat? 
And I was thinking about that line the whole time because, of course, I'm looking at these shoes. I'm like, these are the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. And then you look around and everybody in the store is wearing those shoes. Exactly. You go, yeah. oh, but it looks good on you, looks though. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> That's a good uh, And just uh, one more thing. Before we actually start talking about hockey. God forbid. Dylan got a puck in the head last night. He's co- He was coaching. Who? Dylan. Dylan Wah. Got a puck in the head. Sucks to be that Last guy. night, coaching kids. Yeah. Not wearing a helmet, yeah, like an it's idiot. True. Yeah, and uh, what did what? Some kid pinged one off the crossbar and it came back and got you in the head. Smoke be right in the right in the forehead. Oh man, I wish there was video of that because that would be that'd be like football in the groin video. <laughs> that would be like I'd just be sitting there laughing my head off, I was, watching you writhing on the ice. Ah! I didn't writhe on the ice. The kid actually thought that I lied to him. Oh really? Yeah. Because I handled it so well. Okay. <laughs> because. <laughs> He said that he just saw the shot go off the crossbar, <clears throat> and he's a U18 AA kid. He's a pretty good hockey so, player. So, yeah, decent shot. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He pings off the crossbar, and he said that all he saw was my head, my hand go up to my head, and then I, and I was like, oh, you hit me. And he's like, I thought that you were lying because your only reaction was you hit me. Oh, okay. And I, my hand comes down, and he sees the mark, which is, of course, not, non-existent pretty much at that point. And, uh, and he goes, I didn't hit you. You had that from before. And then we can see the bump growing okay. as we're talking. Wow. I was, I was told by one of the dads that it looked like, like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Nice. Because the bump just... Why, did the anvil fall on you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just wanted to like text my wife a picture of the anvil going down, you know? <laughs> so, so, Dylan, what are we going to do now when we're out on the ice? Okay, so you said I wasn't wearing a helmet because I'm a stupid... That's what you said. Those were your uh, words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you think I'm smarter now? <laughs> do you think I got hit in the head and all of a sudden just found this maybe, vast depth maybe. of intelligence that I had previously? Maybe. And and you might be just like, oh, I woke you woke up this morning. Oh, I am a high school graduate. <laughs> <laughs> More, I woke up this morning and forgot what day of the week it was. Really? Wow. No, I was okay. fine. Good. I, I did. Step- so what are we going to do to now? To be clear, to be clear. I stepped off the ice almost immediately yeah, and let the adrenaline drain out of my system Mm -hmm. and waited for signs of concussion. Right. Okay. Which I did not have. Okay. So just to, just for those listening that the, and this is something that I do because of course training goalies, they often will get a puck in the head. Right. And if it's a particularly bad one where if I think that it's a real, really good shot that hits them in the face mask, I make them stand beside me for about five minutes uh, with their face mask off so I can see their face and see their eyes yeah, and make sure that they don't uh, show signs of concussion. Right. So they're... Actually, you could, it, it could be a lot quicker. You could just tell them one of your jokes and if they actually laugh, you know they have a concussion. Actually, you know what? <clears throat> I did tell a friend of mine got a concussion. Former AHL player picking a puck out of the back of the net, caught an edge, whammo! Hits Oof. the back of his head, was wearing a helmet, hits the back of his head, gets up and can't even say his own name. Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole word salad thing, right? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so so he was waiting for a friend to bring the car around and and take him to the hospital. And I told him the Norm MacDonald moth joke. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And he's just like, he's like, am I dumb or is that the worst joke I've ever heard? (laughs) Well, yes and no. (laughs) Uh, Hockey. Hockey, hockey. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we start off with the big man himself? Well, the, the, which one? The, yeah. the, the minuscule big man himself. Austin? 
Connor Bedard is. Oh, Connor Bedard. About. Okay, yes. I guess yes. Austin would be the big man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with Connor. Okay. I had a funny thing to say about Austin, but fine, we'll start with Connor. He's very good. Is he good? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so uh, three points in three games. It's funny, like I said, I didn't see the game uh, Saturday night because I was at my sister's wedding, but my nephew says to me, he says, oh, so how many points do you think Bedard's going to get this year? Yeah. And I said, well, he's probably about, yeah, a point a game. And he goes, oh, oh, like, like that's not a good thing. And I'm like, whoa, a point of game is a good thing without a rookie. Well, he goes, what's wrong with that? And I said, what's wrong with that? And he said, well, everybody said he's going to be as good as Connor McDavid. Well, yeah. Connor McDavid had 48 points in 45 games in his first season. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but he's playing for a really bad team. I said, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Chicago? Have you seen Chicago? Have you seen Chicago's roster? Yeah. No, no, he it, he has been everything, and I, I think actually maybe even a little more. Yeah. I, a little bit more, because it's interesting, because you can't keep your eyes off of him when he's on the ice. Oh, yeah. He's always around the puck. He's a transition machine. He's making all kinds of interesting, great things happen. He's third in the league in shots with 16 shots in three games. Yeah. <laughs> he's got 30 shot attempts, so he's taking 10 shot attempts a game yeah. right now. Um, and, and like, there's nothing, absolutely nothing, no thing that suggests <laughs> that this moment is bigger than him, that, that he's, he's been, you know, sort of cowering under the spotlight, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's in, it's incredible, actually, because because Chicago's put them out there, like they're putting them out there, they're putting them out there for between periods of interviews and 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 all those other things, and he's been very available, you know, and yeah. you know, like they're not sheltering him, they're not, uh, you know, they're not hiding him, they're not like he's playing on the top line, he's playing against all the best matchups, yeah, and he's just. And he's centering the top line. I think that that yeah. should not yeah. be yeah. forgotten in this. The fact that they didn't do the classic yeah. hockey, like <clears throat> start him off at the wing. That yeah, way yeah, he'll yeah. earn center yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow. Yeah. And, he, and he loses a lot of draws. And that's okay. Like Sidney Crosby was lousy on the draws in his first year in Which the is NHL why it as was well. Particularly funny that it was Sidney Crosby handing him those L's. In well, his first game in the NHL. And, the, and did you know? Did you notice the the very first one, the opening faceoff? Like he picked him clean, and it was decisive, and it was oh like, yeah, okay, buddy, yeah, you're. I'm going to take you to school tonight. But yeah. well, we talked on the phone before that game, and and we were talking <clears> about <throat> you know, are we watching Crosby Bedard tonight? And obviously yeah, yeah. We both were. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, isn't this like the fourth next Sidney Crosby that Sidney Crosby <laughs> yeah, has yeah, faced? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the guy's still Sidney Crosby. Exactly. There is. Exactly. I've got a lot yeah, yeah, of respect yeah. for yeah. that guy. Bedard has a 50% Corsi 4 percentage at five versus five on the top line as the center. Yeah. That's good. On a bad team. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, it's like, put it this way. It's, uh, it's neither good nor bad. Yeah. But the fact that he is a rookie. Yeah. Centering the top yeah. line, not yeah. getting sheltered on competition, right. makes that incredibly impressive. Right. 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 For right. context, for context, I think when Suzuki came into the league, he was at like a 48%, and people were heralding that as a coup. Right. Because he was young and it was his first year in the league and he okay. was facing tough, tough competition. Okay. Okay. So, so just to say. So what I what I'm here to tell you is that. 
it's going to be like if 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 Connor Bedard doesn't like run away with rookie of the year because I think I think it's his to lose. Yeah, it's his to lose. Right. So I, I think if he has like a 75, 80 point year, he he's going to he's going to get it. If but, he has a but, 65 but point it, year, he'll probably he does, get it. No, but if he doesn't like really run away with things, I think it's going to be a really good rookie race. Yeah. I think it really could be a good rookie race. Like with guys like Mintyakov and people that nobody's talking about Brock Faber in Minnesota. Um, you know, guys like that, like Ridley Gregg. Ridley Gregg is is filling in as a second line center for the Ottawa Senators right now because, and we're going to talk about them later. Yeah. Because Josh Norris is hurt and Shane Pinto's hasn't signed yet. Yeah. And like he's been good. Yeah. You know, so you know, you talked about Logan Cooley. You know, Adam Fantilli, I think, is going to really like his might not be in the points, but in the first year because just those big power guys seem to take a couple of years to. To um to come around, you know, there's we're Zach, still waiting there's on Zach a few ben- of them. Yeah, yeah, there's Zach Benson in Buffalo. If yeah. if he sticks, I mean, he may end up back in junior. But you know, Matthew Poitra in Boston, another guy, a 19 year old who you I know, trained with him not not this summer that just passed, but the last summer. Oh, that's why he's got so much confidence he's <laughs> shooting on you. No, that's it's it's more why why he doesn't uh, <clears throat> why it looks like he's not even shooting on goalies anymore. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> pow pow <laughs> so yeah so but but the thing i wanted to say was um i have known connor bedard since he was 12 I yeah you've, 12 you've, or you've known him a long time yeah he's been yeah. on this podcast he's been on our podcast before yes yeah. he has and you know what he's playing tonight in toronto and if we had asked to get him on today they might have said yeah sure but <laughs> yeah, but but i i think like I've known him since he was twelve. I've talked to him a lot of times. I've done a lot of stories on him, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I, I what I'm trying to do now is to get Tom and Melanie Bedard to write a book on <laughs> on how to raise a hockey player. Yeah, because I think that's what we're seeing right now is a kid who just is like he's he's so well adjusted yeah. that none of this stuff gets to him. None of it gets to him, you know? And that, that I think that's been the most impressive thing of all of it. Yeah. Is like there's no lousy body language. There's no sense that he's, you know, like he 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 knows his place. He he knows like, like it just it's just been the full package. And I think these two people, Tom and Melanie Bedard, Bedard have done just a remarkable job in raising a really talented special athlete and a really good person. You yeah. know, I mean, I've talked to Melanie and a few times and she didn't go to his games. She didn't go to <laughs> She didn't go watch him play when he played minor hockey. Yeah, yeah. Because she went at the beginning and she didn't like what she was seeing from yeah. a lot of other parents in minor hockey. So she said my good job for her. my job was to give him a really good nutritious meal before he went to play hockey. <laughs> and that's what I did. You know, and you know, I, I I remember talking to him when he was like 12 or 13 years old and I'm like, yeah, like wow, what's it like to you know, be, you know, to have agents and everything chasing you and yeah. everybody talking about you. And he goes, it's just people. That's what he said. It's just, it's just people. Unreal. Like when I met him, he came out of the dressing room, a dressing room in Toronto. Uh, he was playing with the, the Vancouver Academy, West, West Van Academy. Yeah. And they were here for a couple of games and he comes out of the dressing room and his hair, it's a, it's a yard. He looks like a yard sale. Yeah. His hair is everywhere. His ties all messed up. Yeah, yeah. His his somehow his suit jacket was wrinkled. Right. Uh, he had his 
pants tucked in his boots, and he had a big ketchup stain or mustard stain on his sleeve. And I was so like, he looked like what it typically it, looks like when you try to dress up a twelve or thirteen year old. Exactly. And, yeah. That was that was the moment when I looked at him and I went, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh, because you forget. You're like, "Oh yeah, this kid's twelve. This kid's thirteen. Yeah, he's a dork." You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so and so. Anyways, when I talked to him, he was just. So poised, like, like it's hard to explain because not cocky, not impressed with himself, not any of those things. Just like, yeah, this is what I do and I'm pretty good at it. And it's just people that I'm dealing with. And like his mom told me his sister didn't even know what a big deal he was until he was like 16. <laughs> like he went to the draft and got signed by Newport Sports at the, at the draft in Vancouver, whenever that was. Yeah. And he was like 15, 16, whatever, 14, I guess. And Newport also being one of the top agencies yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, Greg, Greg right? Landry Just at Newport for... signed, managed to sign him at that, at that draft. Yeah. And, and that was when his sister Madison started to get an idea of what a big deal this kid was. And he, she had no, no idea to that, to that point. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, this is a guy, this is like, she, he's the son of a guy who, like, drives up into northern BC and, like, he's a lumberjack. He's yeah. actually a lumberjack, and it's okay. He cuts, yeah. <laughs> and he he like he's and, it, and it's like one of the most dangerous professions like in the world, right? Yeah. So he goes down, he cuts these great big trees down, and the mother, you know, hosts international students at her house, and, and it just I don't know, like he like I think like I said, I'm trying to get them to write a book on how to actually raise because it, like it's almost like. The title would be, yeah, you can raise a hockey star and he doesn't have to be an asshole. You know what I mean? Exactly like, what I was like, thinking. Like the Sidney Crosby thing, you know, and, and, and that kind of thing. Like, it's just like, that's what's impressive about this kid. Yeah. And the one thing I want to say about his game is you can tell, like right now, he, he only has, well, he only, only has one goal. He has one goal. He could probably have about 17 right now. Yeah. Um, a, because he's shooting a lot and B... He should be actually shooting more. I yeah. find him still, he looks like he's deferring a little he's bit. He's still deferring. He's yeah. still deferring and he's still trying to make that pass and Especially trying to look unselfish. Play. Like he came in, he came in on a two on one with Kevin Korchinski once. Like all due respect to Kevin Korchinski, a rookie defenseman who's probably going to be good and have a really good career. Yeah. But if you're coming in on a two on one with Kevin Korchinski, no. No. No, you don't pass. Yeah. You look over like you're going to and you then look just like, you look like you're going to and then fire you a fire piss it. Missile. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean he, I I completely agree. So he has twenty one shot attempts in his three games in the I NHL. He had Thirty. At five versus five. Oh, five on five. Only yes. at five yeah, on yeah, five. Yeah. Okay, he's yeah. Twenty one yeah. even strength shot attempts. And I agree with you because there's been there was enough times yeah. where and not everybody's going to beat the goalie, you know, in that area. Right, right. But I'm like, you're Connor Bedard. You can beat the goalie in that area. Yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there are people that come in that just have absolutely special shots. Right. Right? Phil Kessel was one of the few guys that I remember, like, from back in the day, you know, watching Toronto uh, Leafs-Habs rivalry. Right. Phil Kessel could come in on the, on just scream down the wing and rip it five hole on Carey Price. Right. Who the hell rips a puck five hole on Carey Price coming down the wing? You kidding me? And he hasn't even actually scored on a a shot. Right. It was a wraparound that he scored on. Yeah. Exactly. And and so like I'm I'm waiting for when he just puts one bar down or just goes rips one through. 
And the other thing is, he's become must-viewing. Like, he's yeah. must-viewing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but he's must-viewing. Yeah. Like, if Chicago's playing, yeah. I'm watching. I know. And, I, and I'm not... Could you believe like, that you said that? Like, yeah, yeah. Given yeah, and, Chicago's and I'm roster? Not, but I'm not... Like, and I'm not switching between games or anything like that. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching, man, because that, that that's what this kid is. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Chicago's roster, I... Taylor Hall's injured right now. Yep. Other than that, I don't see a single person on the roster that I, that Bedard should ever think about passing to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean, but you know, unless it's a unless it's like a can of corn, like an empty net tip it or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, guess if if you've you got Corey Perry biscuit. on the back door or yeah. something like that, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. but even yeah. Corey Perry, he's. I don't know if you've noticed, like watching it. I've seen him a lot more feisty in the corners than I've seen him in a long time yep, yep. because he's digging out pucks for Bedard. Right, right. He's, yep. he's, he's literally turned around and he said, I'm not going net front anymore. I'm yep. going corner and that puck's coming out to Bedard <laughs> every single time. So, like, you know, Perry knows. Well, I think Perry knows too that he's auditioning for his next Stanley Cup contender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then last thing on Connor Bedard, I'll, I'll tell you right now. So Crosby gave him the business with the um with the face-offs. Marshan. Bedard showed such patience and poise with Marshan yeah, because yeah. if if that was me, what's that movie where the guy beats up another guy by sticking his fingers up his nostrils and then slamming his head on the thing? Like I don't if somebody was yeah, doing yeah. that to me going yeah, to yeah. going to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And just wrapping me up in all the rest of it. And I'm sorry, but I think Bedard's stronger than uh, Martian. I don't know. He's very strong. He's very, very strong. Like if you see the two of them He's in their very, t-shirts. very, strong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but see, that goes back to what I'm saying about this kid. Right. That goes back. And and even, you know, even it Sid. It just washed even, off of him. Even Sid in his first year, what was the criticism? Yeah. Wines to the refs. He's, you know, he's yeah, a little yeah. too hot, blah, blah, blah. This kid... Nothing. Nothing bothers And, and him. I remember there, after one of the games, somebody said, oh, yeah, well, he was really giving you the business or whatever. And he goes, oh, was he? Was he? Was that guy roughing me up? I, I don't remember. I didn't notice. Like, you know, he's just, yeah. Anyways. His NHL moment, moment when I realized that, that I was really going to like this kid and his interviews was when, uh, when he was asked about not, not looking at the bench in overtime. He just said, I like hockey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, welcome to the most relatable NHLer that ever existed. Right, right. <laughs> well, right. Connor, I too like hockey, you know? Like, it's just yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But you're really good at it. Yeah, and I'm anyways, not so and, much, and, yeah. And so, so anyways, I think he's in a good situation with the coach that he has. Luke with, Richardson. Yeah, Luke Richardson with the with the leadership group that's around him. Yeah. Like a Nick Foligno, you know, a Taylor Hall. You know, like he's got some good veteran presence around there. And so I just hope... Not to be too I, much of a jerk, but a, but in terms of the leadership and, and the management, a little bit of addition by subtraction recently. A little bit, yeah. But <laughs> I, I just hope to, I, I just hope that they don't that the game doesn't beat the beat it out of him. Totally agree. <clears throat> totally you know? agree. The yeah. wry sense of humor that he shows in interviews yeah. reminds me of reminds yeah. me of early Carey Price before right. he just before, clammed yeah. right up. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I always go to the Dion Phaneuf example. Right, it, it yeah. got beaten out of him. Absolutely, it got beaten out, completely beaten out of him. Yeah, he was su- like he had he had more personality than could fit in this room. Yeah, you know he and it's a big it, room we're in, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it got it got sucked out of him. Yeah, 
by Daryl Sutter mostly, but yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah. 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 So. No, I know. And, and the, so, yeah, that's, that's my one thing as well is, and I totally agree. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing those, that, that wry sense of humor and that whole thing. And I just hope that it, it stays. Yeah. It's almost good that Chicago's like in a position where it's like, yeah, we're just kind of playing for fun this year. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's no expectation. Yeah. Uh, you know, people want to see them be exciting. They want to see them be relevant. They want to see them win a bit, but they know, they know that it's not a, a playoff team. It's not really going to be contending for anything. Yeah. So that way it's just like, you know, there's never going to be a point where it's like, oh no, we got to get down to business here and, you know, really <laughs> clam up and shut things down because we're, you know, eight points out of a playoff spot or something, you know? So is our podcast in the Chicago Blackhawks now a podcast? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We're playing with house money, as they say. La- last- Actually, we're not playing with any money. No money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Now that we're independent, don't worry about there being 20,000 ad reads on every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. There won't be any because nobody will want to advertise <laughs> with us. <laughs> um, well, you know what they say, as soon as you stop caring, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People care. But anyways. Well, I um, hope so. Like, I, like, I've been very loyal to Diet Coke. Like, I drink a lot of Diet Coke. <laughs> I've drunk it on the podcast. I've talked about it. I've, I've pumped it up. I've, you got in trouble for that on the... On the Hockey News The Hockey yeah, News yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and so, like, really, like, I, like, if somebody wants to let those guys know that, you know, I mean, what's Coke... A billion, gazillion, dadillion we'll dollar We'll do it for company. a case. Like, we'll do it. Like, yeah, just send me like 12 Diet Cokes a week and I'll talk about it all the time. <laughs> no, send me 18. 24. 24. Now make you guys 24 know how much week. Diet Coke Ken drinks now a week. A, make it 24 a week. Yeah. Yeah, that lasts me a week. I drink about three a day. So we're good. <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. So like, really, that's all Come I'm on, asking. Come on, Diet Coke. That's all yeah, I'm asking. Obviously. Anyways. Last thing about Chicago for me, at least, um, you can feel free to keep going. But uh, <clears throat> I was critical when they hired Luke Richardson as a coach. I don't think that he's the world's greatest coach. But I do think that Luke Richardson is a good person. Right. I think he's a good person with a good set of morals and uh, and is calm and collected and all that all that great stuff. And I have nothing but respect and admiration for Luke Richardson, the person. So and what so you're saying year, is he won't he won't bring them to the next level. But he's 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 very good for that situation right now. I'll never say never yeah. because coaches can develop know, why, and learn do, and get better. You, but why don't you like him as a coach? What's wrong? Um, did you see him as a career assistant? And yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, more yeah. or less. I mean, I saw yeah. I saw a lot of him in Montreal. Yep. Right, because I was covering Montreal at the time when he was in when he was in Montreal. Right. In terms of Luke Richardson, I I respect him. I, I as a person, and I think that he creates a good situation. He could develop into a good head coach. He's still pretty new at the job, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but in terms of creating a good situation for Connor Bedard, I I couldn't imagine much of a better right. human being to help guide him right into his. NHL career. Right. You know. Yep. Hell of a lot better than having Mike Babcock there. <laughs> Just a little low, low blow, little shade a little for no blow, reason. Yeah. 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 Should we move on? Uh yeah. Yeah. Should we move on from 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 Bedard to a, a, a goal scorer? Yeah. <laughs> and this week in overreactions, Austin Matthews is gonna get seventy two thousand goals this year. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. He might. He actually he actually might. <laughs> Statistically possible <laughs> at this point. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, Austin Matthews is good for Toronto's economy because uh, haberdashery stocks 
have been going through the roof. Where is this going? Like, this is lame as lame That can was be. the joke already. Oh, really, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry that you don't know what a haberdashery is. It's a hat place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah? He's had two hat tricks. Oh, jeez. So people have to keep on going and buying hats. Well, okay, so, but th- that's the thing, like, is that, that's where it comes from. You know that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So people throw the hats on the ice. No, but they but there was a hat maker in Toronto in the 40s or 50s. What? No. Who would make hats no. for guys when they scored three goals. That's where hat trick comes from. No way. Really? Dylan, Dylan come on. You know that. No, I didn't you know that. that. Yes, that's exactly where it comes from. All right. Yeah, it comes from a haberdashery or who would make hats for guys who scored three goals in a game. Really? Oh, God, Dylan. Read a book. Well, not if you write it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that this is in one of your many books. No, it's not. But yeah, no, that's where the hat, that's where the term hat trick. I didn't know where hat trick came from. I heard that it came from baseball. Are you out of your effing mind? (laughs) No, you're, you're just trolling me now. No, I'm not trolling you. I thought it came from baseball. What did, what would hat trick ever have anything to do with baseball? I don't know. I've never watched baseball I'm before. I'm almost embarrassed to be having this conversation right, with you. I really fine. am. No, I'm sorry. Oh, God. I'm sorry. So Austin Matthews has scored two <laughs> hat tricks. Back-to-back hat tricks, yeah. Back-to-back hat yeah. tricks, yeah. Like, like, and and he's done something that, you know, a lot of contemporary players like Reg Noble, Cy Denony, you know, have done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the big names like, of, it, of, like Ovechkin of the era. Did, Ovechkin did it once. Yeah, and like before that, it was like 1917 when a guy last did that two hat tricks, like hat tri- back to back hat tricks. Back when goalies were not allowed to go down to on start, purpose. Yeah, yeah, to start the season. Yeah, back when like a guy with one eye was able to score seven goals in a game. <laughs> you, you, Seriously, a Frank McGee, one-eyed Frank McGee. You you know the story with George Vesna? He was he was considered so honest that he that the refs would ask him, "Did you mean to go down, right, or did yeah, you yeah. not, or did yeah. you fall by accident?" Yeah. And he would say, yeah. and then because you weren't allowed to go down on purpose as a goaltender, right? Um, and uh, and he would and he would answer honestly, and so they always took him at his at his word, right? Yeah, uh, but anyways, point is, scoring was high. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but no, no, but this this season is like. I mean, I, I, it, he's in his prime. He's a twenty. He's twenty six years old. Well, I mean, statistically, you could probably argue that he might actually be on, on the downside. Yeah, yeah, leaving his prime. Yeah. right now, which is incredible to contemplate. But um, he's in his prime. He's happy. He's signed. He's here for another, you know, five years after this year. Yeah. Um. He's, you know, in, in the top five. Paid players in the league. I know with cap it's different, but yeah, his salary is is commensurate with all the superstars in the league. Yeah, and next year we'll be bumping up to 13, 13 and change. Yeah, and this is all great. This is all great. I love that he's doing this. I think it's fantastic for the Leafs. I think it's he's a great player. He's proved that he re- really actually wants to be here mm-hmm. in Toronto. He wants to play in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. If if he leaves after this contract, you know they will have had him for nine nine years, no, eleven years. Yeah. What, what, yeah. So I mean, no issues. You know, he's he's free to do what he wants. And but I'll say what I said before. When I'll say what I said when he signed, 
is that, you know what, if he wins the Rocket Richard Trophy the next three or four years in a row, everybody's going to be thrilled and that's great. Mm-hmm. But he's got to win a Conn Smythe. So he's got to win a Conn Smythe Trophy. It's, it's, it is interesting because the discussions around Matthews always get framed around that. Yep. And so uh, two years ago, he shot out like a cannon, right? Yep. And it was, who cares? Can you do it in the playoffs? Last year, he had a slow start. Um, and no, there was. I, I, I get the sense he was never like completely healthy last year. There was injury and, involved. And I, in that, and I think yeah. that, and I think that's a factor too is, yeah. you know, we're seeing a, an Austin Matthews who, who was able to uh, exploit the entire off season by yeah. being able to train at a, at a high level because he wasn't, he wasn't injured. Yeah. You know? And so, but, but last year it was like, kind of like, a, I remember there being narratives of him saving it for the playoffs. And now this year, I think that he's out, to do one thing and not one thing as in score goals, but one thing as in to just say uh, he wants to be the best mm-hmm. and that's regular season playoffs. He's as far as he's concerned, I think I'm guessing it's all part of it. It's all yep. part and parcel. Yep. And I mean, in the playoffs, to be fair, he hasn't been last year's playoffs. He was good. Yeah. I mean, he was a point of game in the playoffs. He was, he was point of game in the playoffs the year before. So, I mean, with both him and Mitch Marner, I think this this whole playoff dud thing is a little bit overblown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I do think that he's, you know, in order for this to be a success, Austin Matthews has to be the guy in the playoffs. Well, Joe know? Thornton's and, best playoffs was at 36, so Austin Matthews still has yeah, another 10 yeah. years to go. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what's funny is I and I was thinking about this is is like the Leafs for for as long as they've been around and for as many years as they've as and and as steeped in tradition as they are yeah t- 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 like i would argue they've had at most two or three superstars in their entire history of their franchise up to this point up to now like charlie conacher led the league in goals 5 years in a row or not five years in a row, but five years. Yeah. He would he would have won five Rocket Richard trophies if there had been a Rocket Richard trophy. Frank um, Mahovlich? Borderline superstar with Toronto. Yeah. Like when I say superstar, I don't mean like really good player. I don't mean like Ryan Getzlaff or, you know, like really good player. I mean top three player in the league for a sustained period of time. Right. Right? So like in the in the in the in the form of you know your Rocket Richards, your Guy Lafleur's, your you know your Bobby Orr's, your you know they have never had that. They never right like other than maybe Charlie Conacher in the '30s and and you know you could argue maybe Ted Kennedy, but Ted Kennedy won a Hart Trophy. It was basically a retirement gift. He wasn't the most valuable player in the league that year. You know they've never had they've never had a Norris Trophy winner ever. What? They have never had a Norris Trophy winner. Really? Never. In never. their history. In their history. Have never had a Norris Trophy winner. So so what I'm saying is it's interesting because when the Leafs were a power in the league, when they were winning Stanley Cups and everything, yeah. it was like it, it was like Committee. a triumph of the collective. Yeah. There was there weren't superstars. Like yeah. they didn't have a Rocket Richard. 
They didn't have a Gordie Howe. They didn't have, you know, these guys. But they it was a triumph of the collective. Now it's the other way around in Toronto. Yeah. Now it's like super, like it's star, 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 star driven. Mm-hmm. And they haven't had that success in the playoffs. So to me, in order to flip this script, you know, they're, they're, they're guys like Austin Matthews, like Mitch Marner, like, you know, all the usual suspects. They don't, they can't just be good in the playoffs. They can't just be like, yeah, he was good. Yeah. They have to, like, they have to step up and be great. Have you watched uh, Strange Brew? I did see that movie like a million years ago. Uh, there's a there's an establishing shot of the Toronto skyline, and this movie would be 86 or 88. Somewhere or around there, yeah. 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 And uh, there's the CN Tower, and there's the Sky Dome. Yep. And then there's nothing. Right. So what, what you're saying, it just reminds <laughs> me of, of really what the history of Toronto is and was. And we forget, uh, given that we live in this metropolis, but it was the blue-collar town. Well, Montreal it was, more, was the it, economic yeah. capital of Canada. Montreal uh, was the economic capital of Canada. Mo- Toronto, it was, I don't know about that, but it was more Toronto the good. That's what they used to call it, Toronto yeah, the I good, right? Toronto the good, yeah. And like, it was well, like, it was like, you know, I remember my dad said, yeah, I was in Toronto and in the 50s and on Sunday it was a ghost town. Like none of the stores were open. Nothing was going on. Yeah. You know, it was like everybody went to church on Sunday, you know, whatever. Right. Like yeah. that white Anglo-Saxon Protestant work ethic, blah, blah, blah. And now it's, you know, now it is what it is. Right. Well, so. but, but Montreal was supposed to be the economic powerhouse of Canada. Yeah. Um because I, I, a lot of my family, that's why they emigrated to Montreal right, instead of right. coming to Toronto. Yep. And then, of course, with uh, the potential referendum votes and all the rest of it, uh, the, uh, businesses got scared, started moving their headquarters to Toronto. All of a sudden, these towers start going up. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, right? Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that the time that you're referring to with Toronto being that lunch pail, blue collar kind of yeah. team, yeah. That's, that's somewhere ingrained in what Toronto's self-image of was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was a lunch pail blue collar kind of city right and that kind of that kind of sticks with our image of 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 hockey in Toronto because you think about the most popular Leafs you had a team that had Matt Sundin and Gary Roberts and Alexander Mogilny and Ty Domi sweaters are selling out right right and yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to yeah. rag on Ty Domi he was a he was a great player for his time well great as anyways he was a player for his time he was yeah. <laughs> actually Ty was a much better hockey player than he. I agree. Let, would lead people to believe. I agree. Excellent skater. Excellent, excellent skater. skater. Yeah. Uh, actually had decent hands. He was one of the few enforcers who, like most enforcers, are like tortured souls who, you know, do, yeah. do this because they have to. Yeah. Ty was the other way around. He he actually liked fighting. He liked yeah. it. He could have been a, probably been a better player. Yeah. But he actually liked fighting. Yeah. And he wasn't haunted by it. He yeah. wasn't like tormented by his role. He didn't like lose sleep because he'd have to fight the other guy's big tough guy the next night. No. Like he just did it and he liked it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember when 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 Max told me came into the league and it was kind of like, well, like, you know, he's 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 actually can play, not like his dad. And I was like, eh, his, Yeah. His dad. Yeah. Is that especially his dad's skating? Ty's skating would like pot six or seven goals a year just because nobody expected him to even be there. Well, he was, he was like a solid third line player yeah. with that team, with that, with those good to above average leaf teams of the early two thousands. But my point remains though. Yeah. But my point remains, which is that 
the the lunch pail worker yeah, yeah, worker bee yeah. of of Tai Domi was beloved and still beloved to this day in this city. Right. And now his son's on the team. Right. Uh, right. Correct. Yeah. Well, when, Wendell, Wendell Clark, another thing, right? Like Wendell Clark Wendell is Clark. an icon. Wendell Clark's an icon in this city. Perfect right? so, example. Yeah. Exactly. So anyways, I mean, now it's, now it's, it's, um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that for all of its faults is a, is a, I, I would say a legitimate Stanley cup contending team. Yeah. A legitimate Stanley cup contending team. I don't know that they're going to win. I have, I just I just go back to Stanley Cup winners and over the last you know 20 years or whatever and I just I don't see it very many teams in that that group that did not have the stud on the blue line bingo the stud like the stud like the Victor Hedman like the Alex Petrangelo like the Kale McCarr like the Vegas had two yeah yeah, yeah. so like they don't have that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, John Klingberg is probably going to have a really nice bounce back here and he's going to be really good. Uh, but no, Morgan Riley's very good, but no, Yeah, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's, I just haven't seen too many teams win without that guy, which was why I kind of thought maybe they would have swung for the fences and tried to get Eric Carlson this summer. Pittsburgh's, you know? uh, Chris letang cup. Yeah. Is the only time that I can think because Ron Hainsey was their number one that year. Yeah, well, that year was ridiculous. Like they were throwing out um, uh, like Johnny Oduya and like all these like and like Brian Dumoulin. Like it was like I think he would come in after practice and take his body parts off <laughs> and and like store them in the dressing room and it's then Mr. put and then, and then put them back on when he went out to play because like he was like all he was like. I, I think they had to tape them up before the game, like to yeah. put them back together and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a freak thing. So, but, but you know, then you had Crosby Malkin and all those Yeah, guys. yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. 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 Uh, that's so, the only team so that anyways, I can think I, of I, in I don't know, years. I don't know. But what the, but the, what the Leafs do have, God damn it now, is they've got some bite in there, a tough bunch, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, look at this good, oh, look good at Ryan Toronto Reeves. boy. Look at the... <laughs> Okay, so that's actually that's that's the question. So you can't see me right now. Yes, are we I, ever going to go to video now that we're back to doing different thing? Forget we it. Okay. Anyways, you can't see me right now, but I'm I have my head in my hands. Let me let me ask you something. So there's a media member that will remain nameless. Hang on, hang on. I, I uh, that spoke about the Ryan Reeves era in Toronto. Yeah. Use the tweet, Ryan Reeves era. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not trying to rag on this media member, but I do then have to beg the question. I know what your answer is, but I'm, I'm curious as to how you're going to uh, explain the answer. Um, and I will agree with your answer. But I do have to ask the question then, because I think that he was referring to Austin Matthews scoring his two hat tricks as being a direct result of the open ice created by Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yeah, because... You know, like, and William Nylander, too, because those guys never made skilled plays before Ryan Reeves got here. There you go. Those guys never dangled. Those guys never were good offensive, confident, you know, puck-carrying players before Ryan Reeves got here. I don't remember. I think think William Nylander, like, he was on the verge of being the biggest stiff in the history of stiffs. What people don't see is that you've got a little, like, wind-up key on your back that I can just turn every once in a while. Give me... Please... Please, please make it stop. Yeah. 
Look, it's a Ponzi scheme. Right. Ryan Reeves and these guys, I, I can't say they're stupid people. Like, Ryan right. Reeves is a very smart person. He's figured it out. Yeah. He's figured out a way to stay in a league that he has no bullet, no business being in. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. And what he's done and what all these clowns do yeah. is they convince the hockey establishment that you need guys like them to keep everybody honest and to keep the temperature down and to keep people from doing stupid things. But then they turn around and do all the stupid things that right. you have to protect against. Yeah. So in order to so by doing that, they make themselves indispensable. It's, a it's genius. It's genius. It's the greatest Ponzi scheme that's ever been invented yeah. ever. It'd be a real shame if something happened to your star <laughs> players. Yeah. yeah, like it's like the mob. It's like yeah. the mob. Yeah. 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 It's the greatest and most effective Ponzi scheme that has ever been devised. Look, and we have And Ryan Reeves, give me a break. Like he's getting caved in analytically. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And <sighs> we you and I differ on the fighting issue, but the one thing that I'll say is that I hate the stage fights. I hate the enforcer fights. If I see a fight, I want to see a guy who genuinely lost his temper on the ice with another guy who genuinely lost his temper on the ice. But the fighting, like I haven't even talked about the fighting. Like the two fights he's been in have been legitimate fights. They weren't staged fights. Like the first one, Jack Guy went after you don't think him. That the- like like both of them, the guy the other like he didn't start any fights. Both in both fights, the other guy went after him. Jack Guy went after him after the bullshit hit on Caden Gooley. And then right. and then Felino went after him after the late hit on Frederick Goudreau. So it's not like he went out and he's he's looking for fights. But those you know are I mean? essentially Staged fights well, in the sense yeah. that I hit you and now you, uh, yeah, person yeah. number three is yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, by the way, and I remember this with Sergachev when Sergachev like jerseyed Shea Weber, and there's this moment where I was like, geez, I knew Sergachev was strong, but that strong, yeah. Uh, with, Jack, I just ragged yeah. dolling yeah, yeah. Ryan Reeves. Geez, I knew Jack, I was strong, but no, he's, he's that a, strong. He's a, he's a powerful, powerful man. <laughs> he is a he's powerful really man. Strong. He's really strong. I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's ten guys in the league that are going to ragdoll Ryan Reeves. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't think he ragdolled him. He got him down. He pushed him over the net. He threw him then, into the yeah, net. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Ragdolls. Anyway, it wasn't exactly Zdeno Chara on Brian McCabe ragdoll. Anyways, th- that's the one downside of the Leafs being good, and yeah. this all this happening is that people are now attributing even a portion of this to Ryan Reeves. Confirmation bias is a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth yeah. with this. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, right. yeah, it, it drives me. It's not a long drive, but it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's a short trip, but Holy it drives smokes. me nuts. But My driveway is longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ottawa and then get out of here because we are already at 50 minutes. Well, we spent the first 20 just gabbing, right? Idiots. Idiots. The, the fools. If only we knew that we were out of time. If only we knew that we were going to take up all our time. Yeah, so... Um, I'm very intrigued by this Ottawa thing with Shane Pinto. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still uh, he's still not signed, obviously. Yep. And he was in Ottawa for a little while, went home. Yeah. Uh, he said because he didn't want to be a distraction, but it, you know, I think people were thinking, oh well, if he's in Ottawa and he's working out there, then then maybe there's reason to believe that they're closing in on a deal, which they're not, apparently. 
Um, but so many questions, so many questions. Yeah. The number one one was when did Shane Pinto become Brian Trache? <laughs> you love those. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember yeah. from like the first time you guessed it on Habitation <laughs> and you were like, why did, why did Christian Dvorak become uh, Mark Messier? Oh, okay. You, you, yeah. you love those when, when people overhype a prospect, uh, not yeah. a prospect, when people overhype yeah, a player, yeah, yeah. you love those. And secondly, how do you justify being the Ottawa Senators and being in salary cap hell? How do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that? Arizona did that a few Are years ago. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, like you signed Travis Hamanick. You signed Vladimir Tarasenko to a $5 million deal. And you're wondering why you're in cap hell. Like you have got. Let's see here. Let's just do a quick total here. 1.5, 1.8 is 3.3. That's actually 3.4 to this point. 3.4, 8.875, 4.2. You're up to $5 million in dead money. In buyouts, dead cap space. In buyouts and yeah. retained salaries. Yeah. You got $5 million. And, and the guys are Matt Murray, Ryan, uh, Bobby Ryan, Colin White, and Michael Delzato. Unreal. Yeah. So... Like, really? Like, I can see why, you know, I, I can see why the Tampa Bay Lightning are where they are in terms of the cap, right? Yeah. I, I can see that. Because you just go to Amelie Arena and you point you to the... look you, up at the banners. Yeah, you point to the two banners that are up there and you go, yeah, that's why, we, why we've got Volteri Morella in our lineup you know, that's yeah. why we had to sign Luke Glendening. That's why we have Austin Watson. That's why we had to let go of yeah, Ryan like, McDonough. That's like why we got, had to let go of... We've got something to show for it. The Ottawa Senators have been one of the worst teams in the league for the last number of years. Yeah. Like, this is like horrible, horrible cap management. But the other thing I want to say, too, is is that I do, I do not understand. I do not understand why the league and the players association are so against having arbitration for guys coming out of entry level contracts. Yeah. Because part of the reason why Shane Pinto isn't in the lineup is because he has no leverage, right? Right. He can't take them to arbitration. Yeah. So he just has to wait. Yeah. Right. He just has to wait. If there would have been the pressure of arbitration on this on this thing, yeah. at, that either Pinto could have taken them to arbitration or the Senators could have taken taken Pinto to arbitration, mm-hmm. then you would have seen real negotiations and right. something really done to 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 resolve the situation. Right. Because if one of either one of them had filed, it would have meant that no like no doubts, absolutely one hundred percent this guy would have been in the lineup. Right. This guy would have been on the roster because a decision would have been forced upon them yeah. from an arbitrator. Yeah. Uh, unless Ottawa says, yeah, we can't take this decision. They walk away and he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Right. But, but to me... But even if that happens, yeah. us as the viewer consumers yep. get treated to Shane Pinto. Right, yes. And, and, and Shane Pinto doesn't end up... Like now Shane Pinto is going to miss... I don't know. How many games is he going to miss? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he won't have had training camp. He won't have had the beginning of the season. He won't have gelled with his teammates. It's we gonna, saw how this affected William Nylander. It, ha- it happens, it happens and all the time. And he was a better player. The 
time. Yeah. But it, but no, but lots of times guys come in and they struggle and struggle and struggle. That's right? what I'm saying. We saw yeah, how yeah. Nylander yeah, struggled yeah. and yeah. he was a better player. Yeah. Yeah, they really struggle because they, it's a very crucial point in their development as an NHL player. They're in mm-hmm. their early 20s. You know, they've just come out of their entry level. They've had a pretty good season. They're starting to get going. Things are starting to move. Things are starting to happen. We're starting to put something together here, and then boom. Yeah. Okay? So, to me, like, and I know that there are people who would argue, oh, well, it would do this, it would do that, to salaries, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. The owners don't care. The owners do not care yeah. how what player makes how much money. Right. They don't care because it's 50-50. Yeah. You're, ju- you're just allocating at this point, right? right. Like the players are getting half the, half the revenues and the owners are getting half the revenues. However you allocate that is whatever. Do whatever you want. Allocate it to whomever you want, however you want. Right. You know, salaries aren't going to go skyrocketing. They aren't going to go up. They're not going to go through the roof because the players are only getting 50% of the revenues. Yeah. Right? So to me, it's a no-brainer, and I don't understand why they don't do this because every year, it seems like almost every year, we have a situation where a good young player is stalled in his development or out of the lineup or, you know, his team needs him. And especially in this case with Josh Norris being injured, you know, they got Tim Stutzla as number one, obviously. And then, mm-hmm. and then Norris is injured and, and, and Ridley Gregg is number three and he's doing, or number two and, and he's doing okay, but they could really use Shane Pinto. Right. And I just, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and to your point about the salary cap and the revenue sharing, I mean, there's two ways to make a buck, right? You make a buck or you save a buck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the salary floor by and large, prevents the save-a-buck philosophy, right? Right, yeah. So make a buck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. the guy signed and bring more people to, the, to, to, to your games and make mm-hmm. a buck. Yeah, yeah. It's not that complicated, right? You're spending, what's the floor right now? Is it like $68 million or $72 million or something like that? You're spending a minimum of $68 million. Right. I mean, this, a lot of these problems will go away next year when the cap goes up to... For whatever it's supposed to go thousand billion trillion dollars. That's what it. Yeah, fourteen thousand billion trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, you see, I. I mean, that's what it I is. I don't know why I need to hire some fancy capologist when <laughs> I can just, I can just, uh, you know, immediately come up with these figures off the top of my head. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. That's what a community college education will get you. <laughs> you don't even have that yet. You just started. Like seriously. Like come on. All right, buddy. Wrap it up. I got midterms tomorrow. <laughs> I actually do have midterms tomorrow. You do? Yeah. You want to help me study? Uh, what do you got? What do you have to? I'll help you straighten out your long fellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep making that joke, Ken. Keep, yeah, I will. Okay. Okay. All good. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. I, I knew I didn't have to tell you, but I, I thought I wanted to tell you. Okay. Good. Good. All right. I think that's it. Like, that's ah, good. Get out of here. I don't know. We. I don't know. I'm pretty happy with the level of energy and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Well, you brought me coffee still. Yes. I do that every week. I know. Yep. And and now now that we're not going to be making 6 bucks an episode. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm down you know, down like 285 or yeah, something for like a that. Yeah. Large double no, double no, dark roast, large dark roast with no with like dark Dark roast black. That's what it is, right? Yeah. I should have it by now. I've ordered it. Mean, you've ordered it. it. Yeah. So I was at a Tim Hortons the other day. Yeah. And I ordered my coffee. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes up to me as if she's got this big state secret to tell. And she's like, you should try triple, triple. Like, 
you just heard my order and yeah. you thought to yourself, there's a man that, what that, is this? that would love triple triple. What is this? A sex club? I would have said <laughs> like, what the hell? I was not that I went, quick. I was at the Tim Hortons today. Yeah. And I go in and it said, there's a sign at the cash that says, we are not taking visa. We're not taking credit or debit cards cash only because our credit is our, our machine isn't working. Okay. And I saw people paying with credit cards and I said, is this still accurate? And she goes, uh, well, it's not working, but we're trying to make it work. And it's kind of working for some people and not working for other people. So it might not work. I was like, well, yeah, that's great. Thanks for, thanks for the clarity on that. I like that. That's how I live my life. (laughs) Under promise and over deliver. I can't do it, Captain. There's not enough time. You're not. Ah, there's time. You're not over delivering. (laughs) You're not. Yeah, but I promise you nothing. I promise you nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And you do the very, it's the actual least you can do. Yeah. I asked my wife, I said, when we first met, how much did you love me? And she said, absolutely not at all. Zero percent. And I said, and how much now? And she said, a million times that. Nice. All right. So if you if you went to school, you'd know that a million times zero is is. Oh, is that the joke? Is zero, I've yeah. been repeating this so many times, I don't even really understand it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much for coming by. Uh, we will have weekly podcasts. We'll be recording on Mondays. And don't forget to check out KenCampbell.substack.com. Of course, Ken's not writing as frequently as he was, but he will indeed continue to write. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and we'll talk to you next week.